Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 147, Approaching Dating the Right Way. I know that this was going to hook you guys in because it's so natural to think, oh my gosh, obviously I'm doing something wrong because I keep attracting these unavailables. Or if I hadn't said this thing, maybe he would have wanted to have gone out with me again. Or if I didn't make this move, he would still be interested. I was too eager. I wasn't eager enough. I made myself too available. All of it. All of those things that I've listed off, I have thought myself as I navigated my dating life for many years, especially between 30 and 38. Uh, For those of you who are tuning in, maybe for the first time, I had my rock bottom heartbreak at 30 years old. You can hear all about it on episode five, my heartbreak story. And it really, really catapulted me on this journey of figuring out how to heal my heart and ultimately call in the partner of my dreams. And for a couple of years, I really avoided looking for love because I was so traumatized by this very emotionally abusive relationship that I was in. But eventually, 32, 33, I started putting myself out there again. After not really figuring out my shit yet, it was just like, well, enough time has passed. Might as well put myself out there again. So what do you know? I kept attracting unavailable people. I kept attracting shady people. And it really took over my life. I found it to be the most triggering, hard area of my life, despite many areas of my life being hard. My acting career at the time, my relationship with my body, my relationship with money. But I found myself really feeling all consumed by what wasn't working in my love life, whether I was alone or I was in a relationship with someone, a fleeting relationship with someone who I knew was unavailable. And it just felt so hard. It felt like it was in the cards for everybody else, not for me. And then I discovered coaching at, I would say, 35, 36, and it changed my life. And I became a coach and created a process to heal your heart and ultimately find someone better as I was able to do with the now love of my life. So I can't wait to sink our teeth in today to approaching dating the right way. I do want to let you guys know there are only four days left to purchase my course, same title as this podcast, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. This is my most affordable offer. You gain access to 60 videos that teach you how to manage your mind and move you through stopping wanting Mr. or Miss Wrong back, then authentically dating yourself, falling in love with yourself, and ultimately learning the process to call in your person. When you purchase this course before December 31st, end of day Pacific Standard Time, you will also be invited to five live group coaching calls with me the first week of February. So I cannot, if I say so myself, shout more loudly from the mountaintops about this course. People are already getting amazing results. We've already checked on people who've purchased the course in the last couple of months that it's been offered, and they're having incredible breakthroughs and ahas with just the course alone. You have lifetime access. So even if you 
aren't ready to sink your teeth in because you're crazed with the holidays, for sure purchase the course so that you can visit it in 2022 and go at your own pace. And we are also offering a three-month payment plan. So I am making this as accessible to you as I possibly can. And you're welcome. Happy holidays to you. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go and dive right in to this episode, Approaching Dating the Right Way. You are in for such a treat because I have a very special guest, one of my clients, Alicia. Now, I've had another Alicia on the show. This is the first time this Alicia, we call her Alicia number two. Yes, I have a group program separate from the course that I was just talking about. It is a one-year group program. It is a much deeper dive into this coaching work. You gain access to those same 60 videos that... Uh, are in the course, but we also coach live three times a week. And you also have access to something called Ask a Coach, where you can write in anytime and get a coached response. Very different than texting your girlfriend and being like, oh my God, I can't believe he said this to me. What am I going to do? Clearly, I'm dating the wrong way. And have your girlfriend indulge with you and feel like you felt okay because you got it off your chest, but maybe she's adding fuel to your fire or maybe she's validating your victim story. And you find yourself still stuck, well, this is the space to be to next level, break the patterns and really find the person that you're looking for instead of being in this vicious cycle that you just can't seem to get yourself out of. So Alicia, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Very happy. Alicia is in England, even though I know we all hear her American accent, but I got to say, I have a consultation actually after this recording with another woman in England. I just had uh, another person join last week from England. You are from England or living in England, and we have another American in England. So the UK is representing, and I'm not mad about it. As I (laughs) sip my tea this morning (laughs) recording this. Yes, we need help with love too across the (laughs) pond. (laughs) Hey, we all do. It's a universal lesson, and I love. Uh, that people all around the world are buying the course. I heard um, I got great feedback from a course student in Paris. So the work is working and you are such an example of the work working. You've been in the program now, how long? Two months? Yeah, I think like two and a half months now. Two and a half months. And so I wanted to bring Alicia on because she is in, so as I just said before, in the course alone, which again, you gain access to in the one-year group program. If any of you are confused, just email my assistant, Katie at ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com, K-A-T-I-E. And if you're just like, what is the difference between the course and the program? Because they are the same title. It is also the same title as this podcast, but you know, I just love the title. And it's like, you're going to, people are creating results with the course alone and you're creating amazing results in this program. But you can also go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, click on work with me. It's by my course or apply for my one-year group program. So it actually isn't that complicated or confusing, but sometimes it gets complicated and confusing because we're crossing over. So for sure, if you want to get the course, the more affordable offer Purchase it before December 31st. I'm recording this in December of 2021. But if you want to delve deeper and hear about this experience that Alicia is moving through only two and a half months into this program, you're in for a real treat. So I'm going to dive in with why I specifically wanted you for this episode. And thank you so much again for being here and talking about your experience. I know heartbreak dating relationships, it's such a 
private, personal thing. And you're just such an open book and so comfortable talking about it. And I really appreciate that. But Alicia is just such an example of the kind of clients I love to work with because she really is hungry for the growth and hungry for me to tell her the thing that she's not seeing. I'm talking about you in third person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you're so coachable. And I, I, I mean, if you just want to, and, and the reason why, you know, as I said, the course is divided into four sections. You've got the introduction section, the stop wanting him back section, the fall in love with you section and the find someone better. And you were a very unique case. You're the first client who's come into the program who I allowed to just go right into the find someone better section because it was very clear to me the work that you had done on yourself. You're a coach yourself. You're very familiar with thought work. You're ready. Your life is on fire in all the other areas. And some old shit comes up when you start to look for your person, right? Which you and I are going to get into today. But you have just been so coachable and ready to hear the thing that maybe you don't want to hear, but you know, you need to hear, which is why you came to the program. So can you just speak on that right away? Because we're going to get into how I also see that you were like trying to get it right. Like solving for some crazy math problem that had never been solved for, which was actually kind of fucking you up. But even when I'm showing you that you're like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. You're so hungry to like see the blind spots that I'm calling out. And I think, again, as I said, this work is so personal and it's like just deep and it's about our hearts. It's about our love lives. It's about how we feel about ourselves on the inside and out. And you're just like, lay it on me, Claire. Tell me the things that I'm not seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I got out of my last relationship two years ago and I've spent a lot and it's been locked down pretty much the whole time. So I've spent a lot of time processing that breakup and and going through it and, and I look at it now it's funny as soon as I got the course and I went through all the you know parts of you know how to how to get over your ex I was like man I could have done this so much faster than 2 years I spent on my own doing it um so I don't I don't I don't think I knew that you still moved through the videos in the stop wanting and back section because I gave you the go ahead in our consultation to move. But I think I said, no, I do. I remember I said to you, look through the videos in the stop wanting and back section and the fall in love with you section and see what resonates. Now I remember. So yeah. you went back, you were, you did what you were told. You're such a good yeah. student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went through, I looked through some of them and I, I, could see the areas that I got to some of the places you described, but it took me months and months and months on my own and so much pain to get there. And can you give an example of that, Alicia? Yeah. So like cut all contact is one thing you talk about and like, stop, you know, looking at him on social media and looking at, at following him. And it took me a good 10 months for me to finally like really cut contact. And It's funny, the story I had in my head then was like this whole elaborate story of why it was essential that I needed to know what he was doing, but it was just (laughs) bullshit. And that's just one great example where it took me 10 months of me hanging on where I know that you would have told me like immediately day one, stop it. And I wouldn't have liked that feedback then. It would have like rocked my story. It would have slowed me down from watching him, which would have sped me up to moving past him, to getting over that, to healing my heart. Yeah. And so it's so hard. It totally is so hard. But it's like, if you really want to heal, disconnect. It's just that yeah. simple. And then the second step of my five step process, that's the first step. The second step, for those of you who don't know, then let 
your heartbreak, like grieve it. It will be really fucking hard, but are you willing to do those things in order to finally get over him? It's like, look, we all know this with self-help work. The growth feels more painful. It actually feels more safe to stay in contact and keep tabs, but you're actually hurting yourself more in the long run, but you're going to feel extra palpable pain by ripping the bandaid off and disconnecting. But I think what I'm hearing you say, it's like, if I just heard, and I just did, um, I just recorded another episode talking about actually this new British applicant and, and the topic. So it'll be last week's episode. By the time it all comes out, I'm talking about, um, how to trust again. That was last week's episode. And what this applicant said, what I really loved was that based on, you know, what she has learned about me through my podcast and my approach is that, she feels like she can really trust me, right? Like she knows the things that she needs to do. And I'm not saying this to toot my horn. I actually went off about this last week about how important it is to trust your coach. And like, because you're hiring that person to show you things that you don't want to look at that feel too uncomfortable, but are going on in you and need to be addressed so that you can create the results that you want. But it's never fun to hear those things. And so if you just do your research, and I'm not even just saying this about like, do your research on me and pick me as your coach. I mean, obviously that is what I'm saying. <laughs> but for any coach or any therapist, do your research because you're hiring that person to help you get to where you want to go faster, but they're also going to coach you and help you through the extra negative emotion that will be required to move through in order to rip the bandaid off. And I think you know, it's like making the investment, you know, I'm, I know you probably hear this as a coach. It's like, oh, why is coaching so expensive? The more money you invest, the less you're going to fuck around and you're going to do the things that this person is telling you to do, who has, you know, done, uh, you know, enough work on themselves and grown their business and created enough, established enough authority in that um, area, right. To really say, Hey, I have a process and this works. And are you ready to put your money where your mouth is and do the freaking thing? Right. And so I know I'm really slowing this down, but it's like, yeah, I I think so many people say, well, I'm just going to, how many people I hear from who apply for the program and are just like, I've been listening to you for months. I kept telling myself I can do it on my own. And finally, like now I'm here and I surrender. Like I can't do this on my own. And I'm like, you probably could. It's just, it's going to be way quicker. And I bet the results are going to be way better because you're learning a totally different way to be in your mind. And there's going to be byproduct results. Yeah, I would also add on to that because it's totally true. I could I have find my person on my own? I think eventually, but I think it's going to take longer for me to do that. And I'm ready to meet my person now. I'm ready to to follow the process you have because I don't ha- I don't have a process on my own. And and you're a busy lady. You work full time, right? This is what I loved about you too. You're like I work full time. I also have a coaching business that's like taking off, right? You're a relatively new coach, right? You've been a coach for like a year, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and you have an amazing, fabulous social life and you travel a lot around Europe, right? It's like, you have a very full life. So what I loved too, is that you're like, well, if I sign up, because what you said to me in the consultation was, 
I know that the most important thing for me is to find love. And yet when you look at my schedule, I've like basically not created any space. And so I even said to you on the consultation, well, before we even agree to move forward, I knew I wanted to work with you. And I thought that you were a perfect fit. It's like, let's look at how you can make it work. And you show up consistently every single week, even eight hours ahead. You show up for at least one of the calls live and you consistently reach out and ask a coach and you're making it happen. And it just, you're such an example of like whatever you want to make happen, you will make happen. We will find the time for the things that we want to do. We will find the money for the things that we want to do. And you're just killing it. So again, this I'm like the worst interviewer. Actually, I think someone said this on my podcast reviews is like, she just talks the whole time. I want to let you talk more. I am aware. At least I'm aware. Um, so talk about like an example of me kind of pointing something out that stung for you that like you took like a champ. I'm thinking of one in particular, but I think there were a couple of moments that you're like, yeah, like you had no resistance to me in coaching. It wasn't like you were being a difficult client, but I feel like this is so important when we sign up for coaching, being willing to hear and see the things from our coaches that we can't see for ourselves that are hard to hear. Yeah. Which is also just to like add on one last thing to the last question is I I feel like why I'm running at this so hard is I also feel very supportive. Like I know that I'm going through the process and I know that I'm going to get a lot of feedback, but I don't feel on my own, which is I think sometimes how it can feel when you're dating. And yeah, you get some friends feedback, but it's not like there's this safe space. Like, you know, sometimes they have their own thoughts and judgments about it. So yeah. And we love our girlfriends, right? Like I say in the beginning of the course, pick three friends or enlist three loved ones who know what's going on with you, who can hold this space for you, who can have a better understanding of kind of the elevated language and conversation that we're having in this program. And, you know, I still call my girlfriends and bitch and vent, my coach friends and my non-coach friends, right? It's like, there's a time and a space, but then it's like, okay, but if I want to make change, taking this leap, this investment to coach, it's, it will have things shift dramatically for you, which is already happening for you. So yeah, thank you. I love that. But to answer your question, I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel like every time I get coaching, right, it always hits you in a, in a soft spot where you're like, oh man, really? But, and so I always take a breath and then receive it. Um, but one that comes to mind immediately was when I was creating my dating profiles and I was just um, starting to get back on dating apps a, a month and a half, two months ago. I was getting all these, what I called threes, like guys that I, for me were threes. And I was getting really on frustrated one to 10, on a scale yeah. of one to 10. Yeah. And I wrote in, I was like, I think it's the profile pictures. I look too nice in them and nobody wants nice. This was a story I had. And you wrote back and you were just like, this has nothing to do with your pictures. Do not touch your pictures. You were like, there, there, there's more behind this. And I was like, ah, oh, like, but I just want to. I want an easy picture. And and the best part was when you asked me that question, it was like it. So she wrote in to ask a coach, you guys. And again, that's where you can write in with any question. It's so amazing. We now have over 150 coaching exchanges. It gives me chills of just like amazing, if I say so myself, amazing coaching that then you guys, when you join, when all of you join who are listening right now, right? you go in and you just like go to the find someone better section and you see all these topics, these subject headings, and then you just get to see all the coaching that everyone's getting. And I'm telling you guys, all of the things that you think, all of the questions that you have are in all of these sections. And so your subject heading was, should I change my profile pictures? And I was like, I don't have the answer to that because 
A, I've never seen your pictures, right? It wasn't even that I was like looking at them. I'm like, I have no idea, but I can tell you're only wanting to change your pictures, which is an action line. You guys, it is not a thought change. It's an action line. And the action of changing your pictures was coming from a reaction to someone you went on a date with who was like, oh, you look way better in person. And I remember offering this to you as well saying, you know, Larry said the same thing to me. My partner now said the same thing to me when he met me. And I didn't know if we were going to work out or not, but I was so certain and proud of my profile. And I wasn't going to change my pictures because even a guy who I really liked, who's now the love of my life, he said that. And I was like, oh, thanks. But I felt like these pictures accurately depict me. Every word that I have chosen in this tiny space perfectly represents me so that if someone decides he's not as attracted after we match, right? That always happens, right? You match with people, they unmatch, or you start to have a conversation. Maybe they take a closer look. Maybe they figure out I'm Claire, the heartbreak coach, and they go on my Instagram and they're like, whoa, this is way too much, (laughs) right? It's like all of it is out there and I'm not changing. I remember feeling really vulnerable when like six weeks into dating Larry, he followed me on Instagram and I was like, oh God, this is where it's all going to fall apart. Oh God. Oh God. Because I talked so openly about my dating life and, you know, I wasn't talking about him yet, but just like really being like, this is me. I'm so proud. This accurately depicts me. So if someone else has some other opinion, I'm not going to be like, oh, wait a second, right? I'm not going to react off of their reaction. And it was so clear that that's what was happening with you. Yeah, completely. And I feel like there's a million other examples, but what I would describe is like where the coach, where the coaching is quote unquote hard. It's not like you say something that I don't know. It's, I know it deep down inside. I don't want to see it. So the way that I would almost describe it just to take it completely out of dating terms is it's like, sometimes I'll come to you and I'll be like, I'm trying to eat healthy. Should I eat the kale salad or the Caesar salad? And you'll be like, um, can we talk about the ice cream at 6 PM you're eating? And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to talk about that part, but you see it in the questions and you pull out the piece that we really need to hear that is going to give us so much more faster growth. Um, and so I feel like that's the hard coaching that comes in. It's the coaching that you're like, not directly asking, but it's exactly what you need. Which brings me to another great example for you. I love that you said that because I think people are like, this sounds cool. I'm picking up what this chick is throwing down, but I'm not really sure like what the coaching actually looks like or feels like. But another example of that was you, well, let's just also share another reason why I wanted to bring Alicia on is because she fucking has COVID right now. She's, she looks like a supermodel as I'm staring at her at this recording. Um, and she, she wrote in and it was like, COVID isn't stopping me. I'm actually more on fire in my dating life right now because I'm just interacting with all these guys as I lie here in my apartment and I'm on fire. And I was like, fuck. Yes, girlfriend. It was amazing. (laughs) And so you were having all this fun and you were like feeling really attracted to people and, you know, getting excited about people because there was also, I mean, there's so many things that you and I have covered already in such a short amount of time. Um, Because then there was the whole issue of like, I'm going on dates with nice guys, but I'm not that attracted to them, which I definitely want to cover in this episode. Um, But that you really wanted coaching on some dude that you had matched with who you were getting so excited about. And it was like, yay, Alicia, let's celebrate that you're not letting COVID derail your dating life. That's fucking amazing and badass. I mean, even if you didn't have COVID, I mean, all the people who I saw find love during a pandemic, during the lockdown, right? It's like, 
this does not have to stop us from creating the results that we want in our dating lives. So I was like, yes, yes, badass. And then I was like, so um, have you watched the Taking Things Slowly video? <laughs> yeah. So I have a bit, well, just so that they understand. She was getting in my, like, she was just like, hey, I'm having this thought about this guy and I really like him and blah, 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 blah. And they hadn't met yet. And this is not to criticize you because trust me, I've shared this all the time. I got so carried away with my feelings for Larry before I met him. I think a majority of this audience are empaths. They too love really hard, love really big, feel that pull on a visceral level in our bones and in our souls, right? That's not a problem. You can take a listen to the episode I did dating um, as an empath. I'm uh, empath life dating or something. Um, Michelle and Daniel will cue it up in the show notes, right? Being an empath and having big feels isn't the problem. It's how we manage them and how we act from them that it could become a problem if we're just like, well, I feel these big things. So I'm just going to give like mind, body, soul away right away without really knowing this person. So I have a video in the course section in the member portal for the one-year group program. Yes, this video is also available same course if you were just to purchase the course alone. And it's called Taking Things Slowly. So Alicia reached out to me, and this is just such a great example of what you're talking about. It's like, you think you're coming to coaching for one thing, but I, as the coach, I'm like, that's not what you need coaching on. You're getting totally carried away with this guy who you have not yet met, who you're not going to be able to meet until 2022 because everybody's traveling and you have COVID, <laughs> right? <laughs> so let's talk about reining it in and taking things slowly. Have you watched that video? And what was your response? It was so good. There was two things that you said that was so good. Oh, goodness. I mean, I remember writing back and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like, yes, I am absolutely moving too quickly. <laughs> and the um, other was what? I can't remember. remember. What was the you other like, one? I actually haven't even watched that video yet <laughs> yeah. because I didn't even think I was getting to the part where I liked someone. So I never so even true. thought to watch the video, which was so yeah. good. And, you know, we sit here and we laugh. This is why the program is so amazing, right? It's because you have everything you need in the course, but it's so easy to like forget and then just check in with me. And I'm like, hey, the answers are all in the course. Have you watched that video? Let's, you know do that. And so you took the coaching and you're in a much different place. Yeah. It's so true. I like, <laughs> I forgot. I, I was like, this snuck up on me. I like someone. Wait a minute. I thought it had to be hard and I had to go through lots of steps. Um, which which is a there. great segue into, uh, you know, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. I struggled with this for a long time too, when I was looking for love without this process, right? It's like without my own process. <laughs> <laughs> before I created it and trial and errored it, and then it ultimately worked, um, is this idea of the guys that I like don't like me and the really nice guys I'm just not attracted to. And I think so many people experience this, and this has so been your story. And so can you just share a little bit, Alicia, about, like I'm thinking in particular, again, you guys, do you hear she's been in the program for two and a half months? And all the different things we've covered, right? Taking things slowly. Should I change my pictures? Should I not? Parsing out like she thinks she's coming for coaching for one thing, but then it turns into something that like she totally didn't see or expect, but knew it 
it was exactly what she needed. Um, but I think that this was a really big one that you've just turned a corner on, which has now made you start to attract people who are into you, who you're also attracted to, which is so fun. And I would love for you to just share. Um, we had another ask a coach exchange where you're like, went on three dates with three different dudes and they're all amazing, but I am not attracted to them. And what was your solution by the time you got to the third and what was my coaching back? We're just giving it all to you guys. You're welcome. I mean, so I was going on these dates and I think that there was still, and first off, I feel like normally when I get back on dating apps, it's like, I'll have a, one date and then they all dry up. And I realized this time it's been very different. And that is because of my thinking about it. I am becoming the person that is like, no, there are lots of dates available for me. Of course there's more coming. So I had to do that to even get the free dates to just believe that like, I need to just slow that down because like my audience here is every week. It's your thoughts that create your results. And people are like, yeah, I get it. But like, I'm trying that and it's not really working. And Alicia, who again, is already a coach, practices Brooke Castillo's thought model. Like she knows her shit. She knows the models. And she still knew that her thoughts were getting in the way of her creating the results that she wanted to create, which is why she joined the program. So even, you know, I'm a coach, I work with coaches, right? It's like wherever you want to go, we all have our blind spots. So I just, you said it, but I just want to hit home on it again. You changed your thinking. You changed your thinking about the possibility of what's out there. You changed your thinking about yourself. You changed your thinking and you had your ahas about past relationships and how, oh, it isn't like, how many times did we hear dating is just so hard and I only attract this kind of guy or unavailable people. And then you carry that unresolved story, which is why step three, right? First step, cut contact. Second step, let your heart break. Third step, create the closure on all those past relationships. So already she's come into the program and she's like, holy shit, I could have done this a lot faster if I had this program now. Not a problem. I am where I am right now and I'm showing up now, but I see how it didn't have to be as painful or as drag, dra dragged out. Yeah. I was about to say yeah. drugged out. <laughs> My English is impeccable lately on these things. Um, so I think the thinking aspect, people get confused about that, but it's like, it doesn't matter how many times you swipe. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're taking a break or not, if you are not changing your thinking, your mindset, you will keep creating the same results. And it's not like, oh, I'll just try this thought on like a new hat on in the store and take it off and put it back on. It's a practice because you're like, you didn't tell me where I'm wrong, Alicia. You weren't just like, oh, wait, there are tons of available, amazing, attractive men out there who want me. Oh, now I see the light. This has been a practice for you. Correct? Absolutely. And I'm still practicing it right now, like every single day. And I think the practice at first was like believing that there were men who wanted to go on dates with me, anybody I wanted to go on a date with, like I could manifest them. And then I go on those three dates and they were meh. Like I didn't have any <laughs> spark, but my brain in like the scarcity story that I have told myself, all my thoughts were like, well, you should try harder. Don't be so picky. You should make, make it work. Maybe they have good qualities. Maybe they could grab, you know, that whole story. And I kept writing in to ask a coach like, well, these were the positives about that guy. Like maybe I should try. And you wrote back to me in like all caps and you were like, Alicia, you're allowed to have a spark. Like three dates is nothing. Like, and that really hit me because I realized the story I was telling myself. And if I were to give an example of the, the thought work that I did that made the, the biggest shift for me is I realized that 
the Alicia that I was being was focusing on all the things that weren't working as opposed to all the things that were. So like to give another analogy, it's almost like if I was getting, if I had to pick a fabulous outfit for Friday night, I was getting all concerned about the outfits that weren't working that were lying on the floor. I was like, Oh no, that dress didn't work. Where in reality, I don't give a shit about any of the outfits that didn't work. I'm like, where's the 10? Where's the 10 dress I'm going to wear? Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be tired. There would be no problem. But that I was taking the opposite approach with my dating. I was looking at all the threes that weren't working, all the guys that didn't have sparks, seeing if I could like fix it. And you called me out on it and reminded me like, no, Alicia, like you, you need to focus on what is working and keep your result, your prize, like your guy as your focus. Don't get distracted by other things. And that shift in my thinking, I think is what allowed me to get the dates and then to not settle for the three that are not sparks and keep dating and making connections while I'm sitting at home sick with COVID. Yes. And I think the thought there, right, going back to, I think it's an important example to give everyone who's listening here. um, The thought that I clocked that you were thinking was, I should say yes to this guy because now it's been three dates, three first dates where they're all great. They're all showing up. They're doing all the things that any woman would want a good man to do. And so maybe the, I think you said something like the universe is telling me something, or you said something like that. That's like, I, I I'm seeing my lesson. I should just go on date two with this third guy I've now decided I'm not attracted to. And I was like, wow, what do you think the result is for that? Right. It's like, I should go on this date with this guy just because he's nice. I mean, I would have, I say this all the time. I would have been married. Like I'm 40 now. And I met Larry at 38. I would have been married. Like I talk all the time about all the fucking doozies that I was hung up on who sucked. Sorry, but a lot of them did. Some of them are good people, but most of them sucked. Like just total douchebags. And I was like, oh, but I see the good person he is. But like, I also went out with a lot of really nice guys that just didn't do it for me. And that's okay, right? We're allowed to not be attracted to everyone just because they're nice or they're good or they're interested in us. Now, for anyone here who's listening, who's also like, oh, so I only can't, like Claire the Heartbreak Coach is saying, I can just only go out with people who I feel a spark with. And you, it really comes down to, and this is the beauty of the group, right? Where you get a little bit more, um, not a little bit. I think everybody in this group is getting a ton of one-on-one attention right now. Um, you're welcome again, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great size, but I even see like with double, it's like totally fine as well, but you guys are really getting, you know, very individualized coaching based on where you're at. So there might be someone else. Like I'm thinking of another person in the group. Who's just like very comfortable avoiding dating. So for her, I would be like 100% if he was a nice guy and treated you really well, go on date two. I don't care that there wasn't a spark. If there was, unless if she was like totally unattracted, right? Like knew, hell no, couldn't even like think of like him touching her on the shoulder, fine. But like if there was someone who's like, oh, he was attractive, see if it can grow. And she's just not really getting herself out there. I would be working her thoughts on like, 
her being open because she's so fearful of and self-protective of getting hurt, right? But also someone like that isn't fully ready to be in the find someone better section. So we sometimes are going back to like healing the past and everything like that. So um, it's not a blanket statement that you only should go on day two if you feel a spark because I've shared this a lot. I think a lot of my growth work was to go out with men who I didn't feel a spark with because I needed to learn what it was like to be treated really well by a nice guy. Because I think I, I talked about this with you in the group. It was like, I only listened to my vagina <laughs> when it came to men. Cause I was like, I just have to be attracted. That's the most important thing. But then it's like, okay, but you're attracted to this person who's just demonstrating signs of like unavailable all over the place. So it's just not an option. So I think that there's a time and a place, but for where you are specifically in your dating life, I very much feel like because you were also having thoughts of I'm nice looking, right? Which you just referenced before you weren't owning your own beauty and you weren't owning your level of being such a catch. You weren't owning the 10 that you are. And I think every person is a 10. Every person is a 10, especially every woman in my program, they're fucking 10s. And it's like really knowing that like 100% the type of person that you're attracted to, as long as he is also available and showing up in those ways is available to you. Does that make sense? Am I articulating that well about the difference? It's like, and I'm also not saying fit a square peg into a round hole. Eventually for that other client who's like avoidant of dating, of course, I want her to have amazing sex for the rest of her life. I want her to like, want to rip her partner's clothes off when he comes home or be a spaz attack like me when Larry leaves the apartment or my, or his house, if we're, wherever we're staying, it's like, you know, I'm like, no, don't go. And I give them like a dramatic clingy Claire goodbye. Right. It's like, I want everyone to feel that. And you totally are capable, but sometimes the spark does grow. And I think for you, again, if there was something there that you were like, there's some kind of potential for attraction to grow, I would say, go explore that. What's the harm in a second date? Like, and so then what you ultimately decide you don't like him. Now, you know, next focus on your result of finding your person. It's not a fucking problem. Going out with people who end up not being your person is a part of the process. Totally. Totally. And what we're working on right now is how can that just be fun? How can that just be like the most amazing part of of the process that I don't need to have? We talked about last time how I'm unwilling to feel the emotion of uncertainty. I like want to know right away, is this my person? Do they like me? What's happening? And the ability for me to practice feeling, that's what we talked about last time, like just sit with and allow the emotion of uncertainty. Can I do that? And what I think is so powerful is, especially with the ask a coach and and the coaching is that you're able to give those nuanced differences to all of us for exactly where we are and what we need, which is super powerful. And that's where you get, I feel like I've gotten like very quick change because I'm getting feedback immediately direct for me and and obviously hearing it uh, from others as well as a proxy. Yeah. Are you learning from, I mean, I feel like this is a silly question, but I feel like I know the answer. Are you learning from the other women in the group when you're watching me coach other women? Like, what is that like? Because I think sometimes too, I definitely also hear from people who are like, I just need one-on-one attention. I don't want to be a part of the group. And I'm like, you are fucking missing out. (laughs) Like I coach a few one-on-ones because like their situation is a little bit different. They're people that wouldn't necessarily be anonymous in the group. They're people that you might know of. And so, you know, there is a, a, for sure, an appropriate time and place for one-on-one coaching. But like, I truly believe, and I've just been hearing multiple clients in the group program say now that like, they feel like they're 
growth has skyrocketed just by watching the coaching that I'm doing on other women, even if they're in a different stage of the program, right? Like there are people who are heartbroken right now, struggling with cutting contact. That's not you. But if there's anything like, what are you, what are you getting out of that? So I really love going to the ask a coach. So you break it out by different section and module. So I often go to the find some better, buddy better module. Cause that's where I'm at. And just reading the titles, like the questions that I have, I see them there where it's like, Oh no, I like him. What do I do now? Like, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I need to click on that because that's where I'm at. <laughs> and it's helpful to read it because you know, when it's my story, I have all this emotion tied around it. I, I have blinders on, I can't really see the whole thing. But when I hear someone else tell their story, or I read their story and ask a coach, I don't have any baggage. And so it's very easy to see and be like, Oh, well, she clearly is not, you know, prioritizing, you know, herself in that moment, or she clearly doesn't believe that she's worthy in that moment, there's some self love work that has to happen. And it's easy to see that and then go, Oh, that's my work too, then where it's harder to see it when it's just yourself. Yes, it does. It takes the, as I was talking about in the beginning of this conversation, it's so hard to take the coaching. It's like, damn it. She's right. That's exactly what I'm doing. And I couldn't, but it's like hard to hear, but it's like easier when you're watching someone else get it. And I think too, and this isn't to toot my own horn, but it's what I think um, has made me just love my coach, Stacy. Um, so much and like really just think that she's the best is because when, and I felt like this in my, especially in my last acting class that I took in LA several years ago with someone who I think is one of the best acting teachers. When you're watching, whether it's my acting teacher, coach other students, or my coach, coach other clients in a class or in a mastermind, and you agree with everything that she's seeing about other people, then you know you're in really good hands even when you're hearing the thing that you don't want to hear. Like if I was in a mastermind or in an acting class where I'm thinking that the feedback that the teacher or the coach is giving is like totally way off, then I'm not going to trust the, the feedback that they're giving me. But when I'm like, oh my God, that is so on the head and I would never have like, I was noticing something, but she was able to just like articulate it in this way. It actually makes me feel like I'm in a safer place and that like whatever I get is exactly what I need because I agree, I would say with 99% of what I watch my coach say to other people. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. And, and it is helpful because you also will say in a loving way, like the hard thing that you, as a, as a client, it. I feel safe because I know you're willing to say the hard thing to me. That is exactly what I need to hear. And so when I hear you say it to others, I think you're right. It does create a lot of trust. Yeah. Trust and safety. And and yeah. that's a big thing that I learned from Stacy, who's just my business coach, but you know, I don't mean just my business coach, but she's not my relationship coach, but I, I feel this way with my personal coach too. But Stacy talks about this a lot because she coaches coaches and it's, it is about building our businesses, but it, I've learned so much about being a better coach myself, even though I coach on something completely different, um, being willing to risk the relationship with your client, being willing for your client. I mean, you've heard people in the group say, I was mad at you, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like now, because I've coached for so long, I'm like, yeah, I thought you were mad at me or yeah, I, I was willing. I, and you know, 
a lot of times I'll be like, look, I know this is hard to hear. And I say this with tough love, but sometimes I don't even sugarcoat it or cushion, cushion it because especially when I'm like giving the same coaching again and again and again, I'm like, she just needs to hear it straight. Right. And it's like, I'll know because then it's like, I know your minds so well that I'm like, and I think she's going to be triggered by this, but you know what? I'm willing, again, it goes back to, I'm willing to risk the relationship. I'm willing for them to think I'm, you guys to think I'm, I'm putting it air quotes mean to know that I have given you in my mind, the best fucking coaching. And that if whether you take it or not, or receive it or not, or you're like, fuck this, I'm out of the program, which has not happened yet. <laughs> right. But like, I believe so much that, that I'm, I'm not articulating this well, but it's like, whether you're willing to hear it now or receive it now or not, I know because I know that this is what happens with our brains from personal experience as a student of the work. You're either going to address it now or you're not, but the same thing's going to come up later. So I want to be the coach that's going to say the thing that you could do something about it now. And, and if you don't, you don't, and you'll rise to the occasion when it's time. But I think my confidence in saying the thing that's going to potentially upset the person on the receiving end is, you know, they may be in, like, I trust that they're going to be in a better space to recognize the coaching I was giving them, even if they weren't receptive to it at the time. Like I, I have a vision of people like coming back and being like, you know, that really triggered me, but you're so right because it's coming up again here because your shit doesn't change. Like it's not, you know, I hear this a lot and I'm sure you hear this a lot as a coach. It's why does this keep happening to me? And it's painful when we attract partners who maybe cheat on us or don't show up or say all, do all the love bombing and then disappear. But there's something within you that is attracting that. And so until you look at that deeply and take ownership of that and responsibility for that without okaying the other person's behavior, right? Like my rock bottom ex, I still think he fucking sucks and is a horrible person. But even just the way I delivered that, there's no charge anymore, right? It's just like, he sucked, but let's look at how I repeatedly stayed seeing multiple pairs of underwear that weren't mine and cheating text messages and cheating emails and the gaslighting and all of it. Why am I like, what is it about me that, that continues to stay right. And looking at that and that's hard shit to look at. Like, it's so funny when I'm like, he sucks. And like, that's not a problem. I felt no charge. But when I just started saying like, but back to me, why did I say, why did I put up with that? Like my heart center did this like little twinge. It's like, shit. Yeah. You really let someone treat you that way because you could have walked. And so that's, that's the, when we're talking about you guys, though, for those of you who are listening, when we're talking about hearing the hard thing, like that's the hard thing. It's like, oh, wait, I have a, I have a part in this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, um, you, you have to feel, I, I feel like, why, why am I making so much progress so quickly? I'm, I'm willing to run to the discomfort because I'm not going to grow in the space of comfort. And I'm looking for the discomfort, not to punch me in the face, but to give me a shove to be like, okay, I need, there is work to do here. There's work to move through. And I'm ready to do it because I want to move past this. I want to find my person. And so it's worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's never as bad as it thinks. Like the bad, the discomfort is not as bad as not as spending another 10 years, not finding my person. Like it's worth it to run to the discomfort. Fuck yes. Right I just got chills and you can see the sun is beating in sunny California and I'm wearing a cashmere <laughs> sweater and I just like got chills. It's like, 
the pain is just not that bad. The discomfort is not that bad. It is way more uncomfortable watching the clock continue to tick and another year going by. We're recording this at the end of December, 2021 and feeling like it's beyond you. And it's like a lost cause. And it's just not in the cards. It's like, no, you are the creator of your reality. If you want an amazing love life, you get to create that. So the title of this episode is Approaching Dating the Right Way. And I think that we've been having a great conversation about how the coaching works. And that is the right way, right? I think where we think dating the right way, like what we, what that means is, you know, what to say in response on Bumble and when should I respond? Is it too soon if I respond like this? Um, What picture should I put on? Which profile picture? Yes. And coming to me thinking that I'm going to be like, respond exactly five hours and 22 minutes and three seconds after that first message. And then you got it right, right? Like dating the right way doesn't involve making one particular move so that the person you're interested in will stay interested. And I was talking about this with you before. It's like, and I've shared this on the podcast before, but a great example of that is when I connected with Larry, I was so interested. He was interested. We very much played it cool, but he was like not shy about saying, let's figure out, you know, I live in Santa Barbara, you're in LA, let's figure out a time to like meet in person. And I was just like, well, I would love to come to Santa Barbara. And, you know, I ended up our relationship, majority of our time getting to know each other and dating was spent in Santa Barbara. And a couple of people said to me, like, don't you think it's time he comes down? And I'm like, no, I really don't care. And it's this idea of like, you doing all the work and you like putting in more effort than he is. And I'm like, I like going to Santa Barbara. I work in my apartment all day. And the idea of like getting in my car and driving two hours up to beautiful Santa Barbara and falling in love with this man who has four children. So, I mean, we didn't have to spell it out. It was pretty obvious if this was going to work, I would have to move there. So I just wanted to. Now, if he was like, whoa, she's always wanting to come to me. Whoa, aggressive. She like told me she wanted to like drive up to Santa Barbara to meet me. Like that's intense. Like she's really taken on the masculine energy, which by the way, I did make a joke to him. And I said, and this is where my masculine energy stops. (laughs) When I said, I'd like to come to you. Like he picked all the places and picked me up at my hotel and like totally open. He still to this day insists on opening the car door and all of that. He's like a very, you know, old fashioned Midwestern gentleman in a lot of ways. And, you know, if he thought that that was too much, the last thing I would say is clearly I'm doing this wrong. I'd be like, whoa, this guy like wasn't my person because I just genuinely wanted to come up to him. Right. It's like, um, I had another client in the group you, you might know or remember who I'm talking about, but she just said it this week. It's like, clearly I'm doing this wrong. Because it was another guy who just dropped off and canceled last minute and ghosted. And I'm like, the only thing you're doing wrong is thinking that you're doing it wrong based on some dude canceling on you who you never met and making that a problem. Yeah. And we just want to like really repeat that again. You think your dating life is going wrong because someone ghosts you. That is incorrect. When you get coached and you learn how to manage your mind around the ghosting and you, figure out a new meaning you want to make out of the ghosting, that's when the world shifts for you in your dating life. That's when the people start showing up. When you're thinking another fucking guy ghosted me, so this means it's just going to be that much harder. Clearly something's going on. And this same client, she was like, because I've done the work. 
And I was like, wait a second, you're in this program still doing the work. We're figuring it out, right? So then you get this like, you fall into this trap of, and it doesn't mean that she hasn't done work. She clearly has done a lot of work on herself. But I find a lot of people come into this program who have done a lot of work, but still haven't figured it out. So there's a different kind of work to do that needs to yield you this result. But even just thinking I'm getting it wrong creates the result of doing of, of not finding your person, right? And so that was another thing that you said in Ask a Coach was you realized with this guy that you're really intrigued by that you had the thought of, I need to get this right, which has inspired this whole episode and conversation, right? And it's like, when you're thinking the thought, I need to get this right, you're thinking, I need to play, play it all the, the right way and make the right moves in order for him to like me back. And that's not what I teach. That's not what I coach. It's the easy trap that we all fall into. It's not a problem that you're thinking that. The best part is you're in the program to come and get coaching on it. And I'm like, we don't know if he's the result. All we know is that Alicia is very committed to the guy that she wants to attract and the woman she needs to become to attract him, not in the 1950s way, but we talk about your future self, which I know you said has been really powerful for you. Would you just mind touching on that in the last few minutes that we have here on how stepping into your future self will always help you keep your eye on the prize versus like, oh no, it's like you're, you're, you're working these chess pieces. Like he says this now I should say, or do this at a certain time. And that's, what's going to make it all work. And that's not how it works. At least not in my approach. Yeah. I think this has been one of the biggest like life-changing things that we've done together, which is like, I, I want to step into the next version of me for dating. The person who is super confident in herself, who loves herself no matter what, who knows her guy is going to be there. And if someone doesn't like her profile pictures, then she doesn't care because he's not her guy. Like I want to be that woman and I'm not a hundred percent her all the time right now. And so the work that we've done and you have a whole video on it and you coach me on it is me spending time getting familiar with who she is. What does she think? What does she believe? How does she act? How does she feel? What does she do? I have to become comfortable with her. I have to know who she is. I have to practice that being familiar so that I can access her in moments right now. And I think one of the biggest things that we've worked on together is, you know, (laughs) sometimes I think future Alicia is like five years away and future Alicia might just be next week, or she might be tomorrow. And it's practicing it. But I don't think future Alicia is here every time you visit her. Because as soon as you just go, okay, but this is what this is the decision she would make, right? And we we talk about future Alicia in her ideal relationship. How would she approach this dating situation? And people get tripped up by that because they're like, but if I'm in my ideal relationship, she wouldn't be approaching this dating situation. But when she's in her ideal relationship, she's gonna look back and be like, ah, I see how he arrived because I didn't fall into my old school limited thinking traps, right? Like I, I was just like, well, if I was in my ideal relationship and I was looking back at myself right here, right now in this situation, how would I respond? When would I respond? Right? Like if someone doesn't reach out to you for five days and you really wanted to go out on a second date with him, and then it's like Friday night at seven and he's like, Hey, you want to go out tonight? How's future Alicia going to handle that? Whereas if you went on a date two nights ago and he follows up and says, Hey, do you want to get drinks next week, future Alicia will probably respond very differently, right? So I don't have the right and the wrong answer for you. This is the work is for you to go inward and do that for yourself. And when you're clear on your future self and you're clear on who he is, 
it becomes way more simple and clear than what you guys all realize. And I see that this is, you, you showed up on a coaching call, I think like a week or two ago and said, I just want to say, I really am starting to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Like things are really clicking. Everything's starting to make a lot more sense. I feel like I've hit some places where if I wasn't in this program, I would have just tossed my hands and said, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to take another break. But that like I've pushed you and you've been receptive to the push and you've been taking the coaching. And now you're like, ah, now I'm starting to attract the people that I'm into and I'm having fun and I'm not letting COVID stop me and I'm getting really curious and I'm still consistently showing up. And that for all of you listening is the right way to approach dating. Not the ins and outs, the hows, the do's, the don'ts. Yes, I have some loose rules about those things, but like really assessing each unique situation and always keeping your future self in mind and just also that commitment to never stopping until he arrives because he will if you keep doing what Alicia number two in my (laughs) one-year group program has been doing consistently for the last two and a half months. I have kept you over. Is there anything else that you would like to say Um, or do you think that we have everything covered, Alicia? No, I think we we've covered everything. And I'll just say that I have been dating since I I don't know, like 15, 20 years. I've been on dating apps for a long time. It feels maybe not 20 years, but how do you mind sharing how old you are? I just turned 35 on Sunday. Um, and I've been dating for a long time and, you know, I have never felt so intentional about dating. I've never been having so much fun in dating. I've never felt so close to finding person. a person. And so, yeah, for everyone who's like thinking about it during the holidays, I just think this is one of the best decisions I made um, oh. here. So thank you for, for creating. It's crazy. More people are signing up in December. I'm not just saying this. This is my busiest month of the year, which um, that has not been the case in the past. And I just think people are catching on to the program now, hearing about people's successes. And I think um, the people, the women who have been joining and this, um, application. I'm just about to talk to another Brit, um, (laughs) you know, that they're just like, I'm not waiting till 2022, even if it's a few weeks away, like I'm not starting off another year feeling stuck and, you know, just continuing to do the same shit and knowing that I'm missing something that I could just figure out in a much quicker and more powerful way. So, I can't thank you enough just for being an amazing client and for taking the time, Alicia, to share about your experience. And I can't wait to bring you back for when you've met him. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Uh, Thank you so Um, much, Claire. Oh my gosh. Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, again, four days left to just purchase the course videos alone. I mean, Alicia, would you say that the course videos have been super helpful even without the coaching? Absolutely. And there's everything in there. You just have to remember to go back and watch them when you do find someone you like. <laughs> there's more videos to watch. After yeah. that. Yes. So uh, can't go wrong. Don't forget that there's five live bonus group calls that you will automatically be invited to register for, for the first week of February. As soon as you purchase the course, there is a three month payment plan. You can head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. Click on buy my course, or if you're ready to join Alicia number two in the program. Yes, it is an anonymous program. I want to create a safe space for everybody here. Um, and then also go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, apply for my one-year group coaching program. If I love your application, we will move to a consultation and I'll provide a roadmap for you on that consultation 
to uh, figure out exactly where to start in the program. So we take the best care of you. And I can't wait to see more of your faces in the portal or even just to hear about the success you're having with the course alone. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.